We were British last week. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> hey guys, welcome back. Non-gendered guys. Uh, welcome back to this week's episode of I Told My Stuffed Animals About Us. I'm your host, Alicia. And I'm Ashley. And today we are discussing reality television, dating shows. Um, something Ooh. I never thought I would want to discuss because I am generally not into them, but... Uh, uh, I don't know if you can say that you're not into them. Yeah. Nowadays, yeah. What is your um, troubled history with reality dating shows? Um, I was not much of a reality television person at all. Um, mm-hmm. I think I didn't have any like super big qualms, but I just didn't like a lot of people who go on reality shows, like personality-wise. Um, mm-hmm. And I started watching Love Island UK because I think it was because – you and Lauren had started playing the game because of Cody Co, right? Yeah. Like five summers ago, four summers ago. Yeah. And so I started watching, or no, I played that a bit, haha. And then summer during, summer 2020, obviously I was bored out of my mind. So I started watching mm-hmm. and I was like, why is this kind of good? It's like entertaining because of their accents. Like I have no inc- like desire to watch the US version. Yeah. Um, but the UK one was interesting. And then I guess I was just like that. It's not that I opened the floodgates because I'm still picky about it, but I'm like open to consuming content about it. And then sometimes I'm like, okay, I'll watch the actual show. Yeah. I feel like for me, my reality, I always loved like toddlers and tiaras and like, somebody's, like uh, say yes to the dress was my stuff back in the day. So I've always, always liked trash TV. The thing about reality dating shows, I'm not very good at watching series. Like I really don't finish things. You want to so, see one-offs? Like, yeah. Like I, I'm much more reliable that way. Um, but I do love like now that I like I'm an adult woman like I do weekly like bachelor watch parties with my Mm -hmm. friends and things like that because it's just an excuse for all of us to like hang out and Mm -hmm. get together Um, and I also love like mindless television when I come home from work because I don't want to like read or like engage with like serious content a lot of times so I have watched a lot of trashy like the ultimatum or perfect Mm -hmm. match or um What's the other one? Oh, Love is Blind. Oh, I love Love is Blind. I think it's also funny when they, like, try and have these really deep concepts of, yeah. like, marriage and love. Like, I do, like, the dating ones, like Love Island and The Bachelor or, like, um, Too Hot to Handle or things like that where they're, like, can you just, like, find somebody that you care about? I think it's so much funnier when they're, like, can we have kids together? Mm-hmm. So. So what dating shows have you seen? Okay. Um, the Bachelor – bachelorette i haven't seen bachelor in paradise but i've seen Mm -hmm. love island australia uk not very much of us Mm -hmm. um i've watched the ultimatum i've watched love is blind i've watched perfect match and a little bit of too hot to handle but too hot to handle Mm -hmm. is like really trashy like these people have no emotional intelligence like no it's so scary that like you you can pay me to not can they can they kiss or is it just no sex? No, they can't touch each other even. Yeah, like, no, can't. you can pay me to not touch another person. I'll, yeah. Like, that's fine with me. And so it's just so weird that there's some people like, uh, we could kiss, but it would cost everyone $1,000, but that's fine, right? Like, what? Yeah, one, they don't care about each other, which is, like, really hard to swallow, where it's like, yeah. you can't even, like, like, people will be like, my mom is sick, this money would be good for me. And they're like, anyways, I'd rather kiss in the hot tub. Um, and two, the whole premise of the show is to, like, build genuine connections. Like, they just can't is talk it? to each other as people. Yeah, the idea is, like, That's... they lose money every time they make out. But by the end of it, they're supposed to, like, get into real relationships and, like, have, like, emotional intimacy and, like, understanding of one another as people instead of just sex objects. Um, and it's really hard for them. They should do that, but, like, with church kids. Like, because oh. that's what that's what church kids' parents want them to do, Right. Right. <laughs> Just build emotional intimacy yeah. without sex. Yeah. Um, so it is a funny concept, but the people – it's just so bad. Um, yeah. What is your – what are you, what have you uh, seen? So I've seen uh, Love Island UK starting with season six, which I know people – a lot of people think that's the worst season. I think season seven was even worse. I've watched every season since season six. Um, mm-hmm. I watched uh, season three of Australia in – literally one sitting and it was awful because um 
last Love Island season, they were sending in two people from Love, Love Island, <laughs> Love Island, Australia. And so me and my friend, we like tag team and she watched the season with the girl and I watched the season with the guy. And it's so different, like people's attitudes about it. Like people were like, okay with people being territorial. And they were one girl, ha- like a bombshell had to steal a girl, which we can explain the terminology later, but mm-hmm. she had to steal this man and everyone was sobbing around the fire pit hysterically like they couldn't breathe and i'm like it's literally not that serious <laughs> yeah um, that's the one thing is um, the american like love island is even worse i feel like because it's really? so not serious like where they're oh, just okay. like the other i don't the care like whatever like yeah. it's fine yeah and then i've seen jewish matchmaking which um only had one season so far um and i hope they renew it because it was genuinely very like interesting and it's yeah honestly like I think I would enjoy that job (laughs) um and then I just watched the ultimatum queer love okay which honestly the last ultimatum season they had two couples who didn't even go through the trial marriages like they just left like at the recoupling at the beginning because they're like (laughs) actually we realized all of you suck and we just want to get married and so they just like left and got married that's honestly the ideal like situation right right and so i was hoping like at the beginning like that's what would happen is like some people would just leave i thought that was gonna happen at one point like there's a couple couples that i was like maybe you'll just like not do this yeah but I guess, yeah, we can discuss, like, formats of each. Because mm-hmm. almost all of these, I've heard, someone explained Bachelor in Paradise to me the other day, and I was like, that's literally just Love Island. Like, I don't see the difference. Other yeah, than it's kind of like an all-stars thing. Like, it's... Well, the other thing is you don't have to be in a couple to stay on the island. Oh. I mean, well, like, for how long? Like, how long can like, you be a ever. person? Oh. Like, I mean, like, they'll, like, get rid of you so, eventually because you're, like, boring. But, like, it's not, like... Oh. on love island like where you have to like get into a couple otherwise yeah. you're not safe okay interesting mm-hmm. um yeah we can start with bachelor because that's probably like the most well-known what most popular yeah so show. the bachelor is one person and then 25 people of the opposite sex and then every week the bachelor actually or the bachelorette gets to eliminate as many people as they want every week but oh. traditionally you get rid of like a whole bunch at the beginning mm-hmm. and then you kind of whittle it down to like two or three and then by the end it's one every week and there's a couple like big plot points in the show um hometowns is when you're down Mm -hmm. to four individuals and you get to go visit each of the contestants hometown and meet their family for the first time um the last three go to fantasy suites which is the only time that the bachelor and his contestant or the bachelorette and her contestants get to be off camera in a room together and so they call it like sex week or like it's like the time where they're all like getting it on because there's no cameras around but the contestants also say like that's when they have their realest conversations is because there's mm. no cameras around and they can probably just like talk to each other for a full night yeah and then um or they're called overnights and then mm. um the last two normally get flown out to like some like fancy vacation and there's a lot of travel that happens for whatever reason they only stay in malibu for like the first couple weeks and then they're like jet setting around the world to all these different romantic vacations and the bachelor takes the contestants out on dates every week so he gets one group date and then normally two like one-on-one dates and then as it whittles down it goes to like two-on-one dates Mm -hmm. or just dates with all the contestants yeah and i like that you mentioned the um they don't get filmed in the in the suite because i do Mm want to talk about surveillance oh my god yeah no i was watching the ultimatum and i was like some of this could have gotten cut like so okay yeah i don't know why there's sex scenes in the ultimatum but yeah i actually yesterday was watch listening to a um Ashley Gavin's podcast, we're having gay sex. She had Ray from the ultimatum on, and I learned a lot. Like, we can discuss that, like, when we hop onto the ultimatum, but I learned a lot more yeah. about surveillance that I was like, this is. It's wow. so weird. Especially, I think Love Island is the worst with surveillance. At least The Bachelor House isn't filmed all the time. Yeah. Love Island, it's literally like all the time, yes. and you can't even tell where the cameras are, I feel like, for a lot of them. Yeah. And that's the thing is what Ray revealed yesterday. I have actually been debating, like, which like one surveillance wise is worse between the ultimatum and love island um but yeah we can hop into that later um you want to talk about love island format yes so the format of love island is that 10 people five guys and five girls enter the villa and they couple up and they've kind of they've done a few different formats of how they couple up in like initially but usually it's like they'll have 
all the girls come in and they meet each other. And then one by one, the guys come in and they're like, if you fancy him, step forward. And he can mm-hmm. pick anyone. Um, usually, like, it's smarter to pick someone who stepped forward for you. Um, but it's uh, but you sometimes nobody steps forward and it's super <sighs> awkward. So that I think that's why they've been changing it. The This season and last summer season, they had the public vote beforehand based on vibes who they want to couple up and there's pros and cons to both and it's essentially the same issue is that um when they were when the contestants were picking the people of the women of color especially the black women were always picked last Mm -hmm. and then so they were like okay if we have people pick beforehand then nobody has to feel like they weren't picked but here's the thing and it was very evident in this season but people the british public just matched everyone by skin tone, oh, which God. I know that I've seen people like I've seen black people argue both ways, um, whether that they like that or not. But it's just odd. And I know that the Islanders can clock it. And a lot of the time it's like, yeah, obviously that's very weird. And sometimes, um, yeah, I don't know. That's uh, again, not completely my place. Like I, I know mm-hmm. I can definitely say like, season seven like also like the asian girl was not getting picked and she i thought she was the hottest um Mm -hmm. but i don't know um yeah and then throughout the weeks um they will bring in uh usually one person but sometimes two maybe three sometimes they haven't done that in a while um they're called bombshells and and at random times the islanders actually don't know like anything that's happening ever because they get these non-jailbroken phones is there a term for that? Aren't they jailbroken because they're not operating the way that they're supposed oh, to? Oh, wait, yes. I, yeah, I flipped that. Yeah, they get jailbroken phones mm-hmm. and there's not even a clock or a calendar on there. It's just text between each other and the producers and photos, camera. Mm-hmm. And at random points, usually at night, um, the producers will tell them to recouple or tell them that there's been a public vote and that people are getting dumped. And so usually, yeah, like Ashley mentioned earlier, if you are single, you are vulnerable. It doesn't always mean you're getting dumped, Mm -hmm. um, but sometimes it does. And they don't ever really know that before it happens. Um, So, yeah. And then eventually um, they, the the big, like what I'd say, like the the big moment that everyone's waiting for is Casa Amor, which is Mm -hmm. about halfway um, and what happens there is they take either all the girls or all the guys, which there's different dynamics based on who they pick. Um, but they send them into this other villain in Casa Amor and they send in six new guys and six new girls. Which let the record reflect, it is Casa Amor, like the Spanish phrase, but yeah. because they're British, they say Casa Yeah, they say Amor. Casa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Continue. And so they then have to... They mingle with like th- the I opposite I mean, no one's really sex. forced to do anything. Yeah. But you are supposed to like get to know people. And if you decide that there's someone you like more than who you were coupled up with back at the villa, you can recouple with them, but you have no idea what your partner has chosen to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's... I do want to discuss that later, like the implications of this, but that's generally like everyone's like oh, like, I'm not trusting this guy until he gets through CASA. Right. It's, like, the trial test to see if, like, they're a good person. But also, like, it's a weird concept because the idea is, like, oh, we're bringing in new people, like, meet them. But it's this whole, like, jealousy, like, oh, we're original Islanders versus, like, they're outside bombshells. The other thing is the overnights. Like, sometimes they can, like, get a special bed, like, if they win a challenge. So there is... Yeah, there's a room called the Hideaway that's only open like maybe five times a season, and uh, they don't know when it's going to be open. Sometimes it's just random, and sometimes it's like, oh, you want a challenge? You can go. Um, but usually, it's, it'll open. They get a text, and they say like, elect one couple to go spend a night in the Hideaway. Mm-hmm. It has to be with your official couple. Oh yeah, they also share a bed with whoever they're coupled up with at the moment. Right. But there are um, day beds like outside. And there's, like, uh, the doghouse, which is, like, a pull-out cot um, in the living room. There's, like, the couch on the living room. So, like, if there is a fight, like, if someone, like, genuinely is, like, this is a boundary, mm-hmm. um, then they can sleep elsewhere. And that doesn't usually happen. It's usually, like, guys getting kicked out. Or sometimes, like, they like each other, but they're not officially coupled up. So, they'll, like, agree to go sleep on the yeah. day beds together. Like, you're yeah, not allowed to, has like, happened. move into each other's beds. Like, you have to, like, right. leave the sanctified bedroom and all the beds are in the same room i think that's the other thing we've mentioned it's just like six beds in one giant communal bedroom 
Yeah. And sometimes, depending on how many people come back from Casa Moore, they have to like have another bedroom yeah. because there's just too many people. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And then in the end, there is a finale. Like you whittle down to um, four couples go to the finale. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's public voting who wins. And there is a cash prize of 50,000 pounds. Mm-hmm. But that obviously with inflation, that like doesn't mean much to people these days, especially because a lot of them are coming in as influencers. Um, and there, it originally is supposed to be like, oh, one person in the couple that wins gets the money um, based on luck, like luck, like a random drawing. And then you ask them, do you want to split it or share it? Because then you know if they were there for love mm-hmm. or for the money. But the thing is, nobody ever steals it. So they haven't even asked that in the past few seasons. That's weird. Um, but yeah, that's Love Island. And it's the same across all the countries pretty much. Yeah. Um, the Ultimatum, which we're going to be discussing here in a second, is a newer to Netflix show. And the idea is there's a set of like normally it's like five or six um, couples mm-hmm. that have been in long-term relationships. So between two to however many years. And one of the partners is interested in getting married and the other one is not. And so they have an ultimatum. The whole premise is based on Nick and Vanessa Lachey. I guess they had an ultimatum at one point in their relationship. And so they like took a break and like were dating other people and then came back together and decided they actually wanted to get married. And so the idea is between all the couples participating they recouple with somebody else and have three weeks that they spend together with this new person. And then they go back to their original partner for three weeks. And then at the end they decide whether or not they're going to get married or if they're going to break up. And then they can choose if they want to date like their trial partner or marry them or whatever. Um, The first season was straight couples. And that was a little awkward because like one of the couples didn't like each other at all. Like romantically, they were just like friends and they were causing drama outside of the show which oh. I, my biggest beef with the ultimatum is that it takes so long that you don't see everything. Like the bachelor is so like yeah. tight and same with love Island is like, they're like Guinea pigs. Like you see everything that happens, the ultimatum, because they're only checking on them like once a week, you don't see everything <laughs> that's happening. And you're like, I have no so, idea what's going on with you guys. I didn't realize this until I listened to that podcast with Ray yesterday. Mm-hmm. They actually like are living their normal lives. Yeah, They go to work like, they, as like, they're on the their show. Phones, yeah. Like they hang out with their friends. Like, yeah, that was the thing about the first season that I hated is there was all this drama about like some of the guys were going out to clubs and like meeting other women. So they weren't even like staying loyal in their trial marriage. They were like <laughs> so funny. fucking around with other girls. And so I was like, who are we even talking about right now? Like who else is involved in this? And she wasn't right. She was just some random girl, but because they're like, going to work and living life like you don't see it so anyways the second season was all um women or non-binary people who were in like queer relationships and so it's yeah yeah 10 sapphic relationships and so everybody stayed everybody recoupled and i'm like halfway through the season so alicia is going to do her best not to spoil it for me but it it's a crazy eight weeks oh yeah because it's two weeks yeah one week where they're all dating each other to figure out who they recouple with three weeks in a trial marriage with three weeks back mm-hmm. together, one week to figure out like what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, the big question has been um, like, does this format work mm-hmm. with queer relationships? Like I, like people have been saying like, like there is not, there's not a sapphic in North America that hasn't seen this, um, which I think is interesting. Like that turnout. Yeah. Cause like not even straight people ride that hard for straight dating shows. No. Um, well, I think it's really interesting uh, because, like, lesbians are known as, like, U-Haulers, like, where they'll move yeah. in and fall in love really quickly. And Like, I, this is normal. It <laughs> definitely felt like they were all really natural at just, like, moving in and mm-hmm. falling in love with each other. And I'm only on the trial marriage part, but I'm like, how are you guys yeah. saying I love you to these people? You've known them three weeks. Well, um... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, yeah. I guess just in in general about the format, I think it's the concept, if you think of it, is really odd. Like, if you have hangups about getting married, why would adding another two people to your relationship help anything? Oh, and that's the thing is the outcomes. uh, The outcomes is really weird to me because at the end of the two months, Mm -hmm. your choices are to get engaged to the person you came with, get engaged to your trial partner, or be single. And I'm like, why... Why is the option 
marry this person you've been with for like three years, marry this person you've been with for three weeks, or don't be with anyone. Like, that makes no sense. Like, why can't it be, let me date this other person? Well, that's the thing. Like, I understand why uh, it's like you have to get engaged to the person you came with, because like that, it's the ultimatum. Like, well, that's that's the thing is like the first season, like some people did date afterwards, like they trial marriage and then they dated. So I didn't understand why the second season they're like, you have to get engaged to them. Maybe it's just like up the stakes. I think they like brainwash these people. Same with Love is Blind where they're like, you have to get married at the end of this. I'm like, I don't think you have to. Like, obviously that's the show format, but like they're not going to murder you if you don't, you know, exactly. Like, you guys can like take like BFFR for a second and like take a step yeah. back, Like you don't have to. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, do we have, do we want to explain any more synopses or just like discuss? Um, these are probably going to be the three main that yeah. we talk about. Cause you haven't seen love is blind, right? Mm, no, but I, well, that's okay. That's the thing is I do know of some other, shows because Cody Co. Yeah, true. will review them. We so like I technically have seen all of Milk Manor. <laughs> no. Milk Manor is scary. I haven't seen an episode of that. I'm like really horrified by the idea. It's gotta be ironic. I presented um an idea to Haley for a dating show where it's like The Bachelor uh-huh. or it's kind of like um so Perfect Match is like they had a set number of beds but people rotated through. Like there was never empty spots. Like they just like added more mm, singles musical beds. to like yeah fill it up. And I was like we need to do something like that but it's all of your exes. Like you were like, it's yes. like you and then it's 10 exes just like rotating yeah. through a villa. And it's like, who do you end up with at the end? Like of people you've already dated. And we're like, okay, who are our 10 exes that we're going to cast in this okay. dating show? That's something I've been wondering, like with the ultimatum, because like you only have the set number of people to date. And so a lot of mm-hmm. times you don't even like the other person romantically. So I'm like, would it be better if it was like, oh, you can pick someone from your personal life to be your trial partner, but then that would just, no one would get married after that. Like that is so bad. Yeah, no, that'd be tough. Um, Oh, oh, the idea of the ultimatum though. I think it makes sense if you really want to issue an ultimatum to just be single for the like middle Mm -hmm. bits and then decide if you want to get married. This whole like get fake married to someone else, that's the part I get hung up on about. Like obviously you need to like get out there and like see what it means to like be single and like what you actually want in relationships because that's what happens is like, people compromise and they become comfortable with each other and they're like i can't see anything but this so i understand like let's open this up and like figure out what we actually want i don't understand falling in love with somebody in the middle that seems like way too oh yeah like going in i could i was like all of these couples fall into two categories some should just break up Mm -hmm. like right now or some could fix this in couples therapy yeah true like um We've talked a little bit about Vanessa on the side, and she says very blatantly in the first episode, she does not like long-term relationships. Even when she got together with her partner, Xander, she did not want to be in a long-term relationship. Mm -hmm. She doesn't, she likes, like, being tied down. She likes freedom. These are her own words. So I'm like, why the fuck are you in a long-term closed relationship? Like, either be single and date casually or be in an open relationship with someone else who wants to be in an open I know, she's relationship. She's like, I don't like, like I don't... monogamy. Like, I don't like the idea mm-hmm. of, like, being stuck with someone. And it's like, okay, then why are you here? Like, what are you doing? Yeah. And then, like, well, I guess this is a little bit of a spoiler, but, like, afterwards, after a trial marriage, she's like, okay, I'm, like, cool with Xander again. Yeah. I and it's like, she just needed, like, a thrill. Basically. Um, but I don't even think she got that because she says explicitly yeah. that she doesn't like Ray like Mm -hmm. as a sexual partner or as a romantic partner yeah and that's the thing is um and it's she says it a lot more in the later episodes but you can tell from the beginning she is really it's really just for her ego like she says in the first episode she doesn't think xander's gonna have any look in there which Mm -hmm. honestly like xander was my just so cute she was just so so sweet like every time she came on stage so loving like want to like squish her cheeks like little so charming yeah like, that's, like, such a shitty thing to say about your partner. Oh, my God. Terrible. Um, or it's just, like, I'm here to fuck around because they just haven't yeah. decided that they like me enough to stay. Yeah. So, there's some people like that where it's, like, you obviously just don't deserve to be in a long-term relationship. And there's some people yeah. where it's, like, we just don't have a great conflict resolution style. Or, like, we just don't talk about our feelings very much. And it's, like, what if you 
like worked through that. There was one couple though. Yeah. That like I was like, oh yeah, they're just having sex and you're like not working through anything. And then you keep watching and you're like, oh no, one of you psychotic. Like you're actually yeah. insane yeah. and you need to go to a mental hospital immediately. Mm-hmm. I will say my qualms with Netflix where I'm like you easily, like Netflix could have com- like so easily fixed this. One, why were there no pronouns for anyone? Oh yeah, no, that was like, really confusing. People have had to scour through the internet looking for pronouns, which is especially bad because one of the contestants, Aussie, does not use pronouns like just uses the name Aussie yeah uh, which I okay is hilarious because Aussie is Australian and they pick Aussie picked that name I know to, like, I know I, just, I know we were like is this ironic like is this a nickname yeah. but no literally that's yeah. what Aussie wants to be um so that's one thing and Ray said on the podcast that I listened to yesterday that pretty much everyone who is part of this show besides the host which yeah that's nothing the host is straight what the fuck yeah well they addressed um, that but everyone else was queer yeah so i'm like how did no queer person on this show think let's put pronouns yeah um yeah so people are just get, like getting misgendered left and right probably well even um, i don't know like when they speak about each yeah. other i'm like are you yeah. going to pronoun them like i don't know yeah so yeah um and then the other thing is that it came out in the year after the show wrapped filming, um, oh, that's the other thing one about the of the ultimatum contest- is it filmed mm-hmm. so far in advance. Love Island yeah, happens I do want to live. Talk about that. The Bachelor happens like three months prior. Like this was filmed in March, but like all the Netflix shows are like years and years ago. Yeah, which is so weird because like um, Francesca, yeah, 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 on Perfect mm-hmm. Match, Faraga. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she was on Perfect Match. She's in a completely... Di- she's she's engaged. engaged to someone yeah. completely else. And her else. season just aired, like, six months ago. Yeah, and people are, like, in her comments being like, oh my god, how could you? Like, you must have cheated. And she was like, guys, that was years ago. Uh, it came out in the year after the show wrapped filming that one of the contestants um, uh, domest- like physically abused mm-hmm. their partner. And Netflix still decides to platform them, invite them to the reunion, which is the last episode of the show. And at the reunion, this person verbally abuses their ex-partner for 15 minutes, five of which makes it onto the show. But the victim storms out crying, obviously. Yeah. And it's like, Netflix, why did you have them in the same room? Like, why did you continue to platform this person? Like, nobody. And on top of, like, how horrible that was for the people there, especially the victim, like, so many people were triggered watching that. Right. Well, the other thing is, like, even in um, Love is Blind, like, they had some contestants do some really messed up stuff. Mm -hmm. And the hosts were, like, like, the Lachey's were, like, giving them the softest questions where they're like, yeah. why why do you not, like, wear green anymore? Or, like, this one <laughs> contestant, like, broke it off with her fiancé and he was like, okay, I want the ring back. Like, I proposed to you and you're not. Like, you don't get to keep the ring. And she kept the ring and they never brought it up in the reunion. It was, like, this whole plot point. And, like, they mm-hmm. were like, anyways, she's happy and in a new relationship now. And it's like, why don't you ask her the hard-hitting questions of, like, what actually happened here? But instead they just want to, like lean in to like abusing the guys i don't know if they're just like yeah. think that like all the viewers can be like oh girl boss like it's okay because mm-hmm. they're women and it's like no the women did the worst things on these shows i have noticed like reunions generally are shit like yeah. the love island one first of all their reunion is literally a week after which mm-hmm. love island is filmed completely live it's actually insane this ties into the surveillance thing but love island runs six nights a week for two months straight um and they are filmed 24 7 so and their reunion is literally the week after it wraps so like some people like just saw each other and it's really just like a big hangout party Mm -hmm. like the questions they ask are really surface level like or last season there's a guy they brought up all four girls that he kissed and just like asked him like oh is he a good kisser like oh blah 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 blah. and it's like how about like we discuss like how this one person was like bullying someone else for eight weeks like yeah um i definitely think the surveillance is the weirdest part of the whole experience though and that's something that like i don't think i could ever do a reality tv show because mm-hmm. when they're edited too that's the other thing is like yeah the ways that you like, never know yeah what people are thinking of you no because it's um, all fake and like misconstrued like to look a certain way at the end of it like they like steal footage and like piece it back together to make it look more dramatic and like it's yeah yeah it's terrible like ray was saying like the whole year after filming, she was just so anxious about how she was going to be portrayed. And then the night before the reunion, they all have to binge watch the whole thing. Right. So then she knew how, like what edit they had given her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was a whole other year, I think, after that, until the show came out, that she like doesn't know what people think of her. And for Love Island, since they get no internet access, they have no idea what anyone thinks of them, except for when there's public votes. And it's 
it was really sad. My least favorite thing is when people get on Instagram like immediately after an episode airs and they're like commenting on people's posts mm. as though they're still on it. That happens with The Bachelor all the yeah. time where they're like, oh, look, I loved you this episode. Like you were so great. And it's like that happened three months ago. Also, they know <laughs> how this ends. Like you don't yeah. get to like weigh in and be like, oh, it should have gone down this way. Like you you weren't there. You don't know. Like I think the American public and I guess the international public because – Love Island fans yeah. are weird too, but like they just think they're owed so much by these people because they got to witness a small portion of their lives. And it drives mm -hmm. me insane. Like you already got so much unfiltered access to like their thoughts. And like, I think the other scary thing about reality TV is the producer relationships, because I know for The Bachelor, like they pair you up with a producer and that becomes like your best mm -hmm. friend, like the only person that you're talking to, which is how they get all those really good confessionals because they're like, this is my friend and somebody that like I trust and I'll share everything mm -hmm. with. But then they put that on live TV. Like they're asking you yeah. questions because they know that like they're trying to stir up drama or like make other girls look bad or like make it this narrative of like you're broken or this is happening. And it's like, that's so manipulative and creepy and weird. And it's just part of the process that we're like, Yep. Anyways. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I guess going up, like talking about surveillance in the ultimatum, like, mm -hmm. first of all, why were we watching them have sex that they're not characters? Like no. there's no plot. No, that's so weird. Um, I think the ultimatum and love is blind. Like Netflix has the worst producers when it comes to like privacy yeah. for sex. Like we don't care. Like I don't want to see them yeah. like hump around in their And that's sheets. not our place no, at all. No, that's so weird. Um, and like, Ray had mentioned, like, there's, like, a camera that is over them while they're sleeping, mm -hmm. and it was, like, a bright light, and she, so she texted the producers, like, hey, like, I literally can't fall asleep, mm -hmm. like, during the first week, so she was, like, can I unplug this at night, and so the, for the first week, there was no night, or I don't remember what week, but there's a week, there is no night footage of them, so, um, have you reached the part about Fingergate? Mm -hmm. The footage that they put in is not from that night. Um, and then a few episodes later, they put in like a sound bite that is uh, like they make it seem like it's associated with Fingergate. But she said, no, that is not from that night. That was when she was giving me a back massage because I had period cramps. I know that's the thing is like they manipulate it. So it looks like they've got all this yeah. stuff and it's not real. And then you'll also like, yeah, you just don't know. And I think that's so weird and creepy. And a lot of the times on Love Island, like they will keep people's reactions to different things and like splice it in yep. so like during a recoupling like if someone like makes like an uncomfortable face at some random moment they'll put it over like after someone chooses a person it's like oh right. why does that person make that face like why did they roll their eyes or whatever and a lot of the time it's like okay they didn't mm -hmm. and well okay i guess Funny thing is that the first few seasons of Love Island, the contestants did not think that they were going to be filmed at night because why the fuck would they? And so people were just like having sex on camera and didn't realize that, which I'm like, that had, that's a big like legal thing. Yeah. I don't know how they got away with that. Well, they signed um, but yeah, paperwork, um, you know. Yeah. And which I assume they probably just don't read. Yeah. Um, uh, which that's another thing is I've been wondering, like, do you, have to like be on birth control to go on like what because it's like a big problem for them if someone gets pregnant yeah but you know? it's two months like the odds that somebody's like pregnant pregnant by the end of it oh that's fair yeah yeah because i was like discussing that in the love island discord yesterday and i was like i feel like they could definitely like give them a waiver and someone's like well you can't force someone to take birth control or use condoms i'm like well you can't force anyone to do anything on this show and that's the thing with the um like the the format of love island is mm -hmm. because people are coming in and out a lot of times there's like scandals and people won't like you could never tell from television but like they will purposefully um we don't know if they actually manipulate a vote but they will give someone a bad edit and then do a vote and then that person has to leave so like um it's not confirmed when this has happened but i know the first guy who was out this season right before they went in like between when they announced the cast and when it started people found like racist tweets homophobic tweets and so the whole like everyone on social media is saying like why are you letting this guy in and he was the first one out and so it seemed like perhaps they saw that and didn't want him in there anymore because of the bad press so they made it look like he just got voted off but really it was staged hmm. um i guess i i would like to discuss like reality television and how like produced it is because a lot of the time producers are meddling yeah all the time 
literally 100% of the time the producers are meddling because they know that like they need excitement like they need Mm -hmm. to cause drama they need people talking behind each other's backs they need everybody to know what's going on that way they can all talk about it and like have like behind the scenes whatever and like they get prepped for like you know the bachelor like the their dinner time conversations are always like the most emotional like they're crying they're sharing their mommy issues like all that kind of stuff they sit them down and they say all right like here's what you're going to talk about like here's how this is going to go and it's like very fake and manip- and it's because and like that is how you get to like the it's like church camp like where they make you cry one night <laughs> yeah. because they want you to like get really emotionally invested like that's what this is and the other thing is like we haven't mentioned this but a lot of these reality shows like they cut them off from the outside world like you mentioned love island they don't have internet or phones but like the bachelor they don't get their phones the whole time um love is blind they go three or four weeks without their phones like all these shows the other thing is they have to like really infuse you into the situation and that's like psychologically it feels obsessive and like the only thing you can think about and talk about because it's the only thing you know like that's all anybody else is doing so yeah um so the crazy part is love island um well they you see them eating breakfast together because that's pretty casual usually it's like oh the guys will make the like like people will make breakfast for their partner or like they'll the girls will make breakfast together and they'll eat it and it's casual like it's just like fruit or cereal or toast um, but for lunch and dinner, they actually, I don't, I've heard different things. I've heard some people say that they separate the guys and girls. And I've heard more recently people say like they have to eat alone. Mm-hmm. And that's because the producers don't want to miss any of like, if anything escalates or there's any conversations and like, they also have this like loudspeaker that's kind of, like kind of like big brother-esque, like the, from the book, mm-hmm. not the TV show, baby. Yeah. Um, where like if they hear you talking about something they're like they, they'll tell you off like they frequently will tell off the islanders if they're doing something they don't like so it's like like if something that is television worthy happens like they want to be able to see it so they can't have their meals together yeah yeah well they don't actually eat at the bachelor dinners that's the other thing is they like set up mm-hmm. all this fancy food and wine and then they just drink like they're yeah. just like drunk too oh my gosh so Okay, well, uh, speaking of alcohol, mm-hmm. Love Island actually has um, – the earlier seasons, they had, like, unlimited drinks, and there was a smoking area, mm-hmm. but I guess people were just, like, too rowdy and caused too much drama. So now they are capped at two drinks a night, which <laughs> I have joked that I could never be on Love Island – well, for many reasons, but also I need two drinks to beat the social anxiety, so. Yeah, all the Netflix shows, they get as much alcohol as they want. The Bachelor, mm-hmm. during the cocktail parties, they get as much alcohol as they want, which is when the drama really happens. But Bachelor in Paradise, they have, I think it's like a two-drink per hour limit because there was a sexual oh, assault case that that's came That's kind of out, a lot. Um, because one of the contestants was drunk and, like, couldn't consent to... Don't they advise you to have one drink in our, like, like scientifically, they advise you yeah. to, like, for your health to have one drink in Yeah, like, that's, like, the safest way. But, you know, when you've got, like, big muscular men, like, one drink isn't going to yeah. get them to the point where they can, like say funny things for television um Mm -hmm. so yeah they've got two drinks per hour and they're highly monitored but all the other shows except for love island they let them get plastered love which also like love island has these like dance party sequences a lot of the times before uh, recoupling and they're sober during it it's just like so here's the thing dancing sober a lot of the time they don't even get music oh my god that's so much because yeah a lot of the time they don't get music and i assume it's because like for editing purposes like it's so much easier to catch everyone speaking if there's no music and so they add in the music after which (laughs) they also can't afford like the actual songs these days so it's like people are calling them like Sheehan covers like the other day they played the god-awful cover of you belong with me and i was in the discord and i was like this isn't taylor's version um <laughs> no that literally sounds so painful i don't know if i can do that yeah um yeah so there's things like that where like some of them get pumped alcohol so they cause problems especially love is blind i feel like they're always fucking mm-hmm. blackout drunk whenever they're talking to each other on love is blind but um other shows like love island like they know that because they're in close proximity to each other like they need to keep them sober which is so scary so i don't know yeah overall consensus do you think yeah uh or how long has bachelor gone on for bachelor bachelor um it's the 20th anniversary of the bachelorette this year so bachelor has been running for like maybe 15 seasons more or something like that like there's a Mm, lot because they started with just bachelor and then they added bachelorette so it's been a long time do you think any of these shows have run their course? Obviously, some of the ones we discussed are a lot newer because they're from Netflix. But yeah. like Bachelor and Love Island, they've been going for a while. Do you think it's time to stop or well, the, does it still work? The Bachelor's having issues because nobody stays together. 
Like, yeah. so I think people are starting to realize, I mean, like, the format is so classic, though, where it's, like, a fairy tale whirlwind romance. Mm-hmm. Like, I think people do like it. Like, it's very monogamous and, like, safe. What? I mean, like, because... It's not monogamous. <laughs> for the contestants, it feels... I mean, it's, like, you all are mm. dating the same guy, but, like... It's I think a harem. That's what happens with Love Island is, like, it's so messy and people are like, oh, are they cheating on each other? Like, what's going on? Like, mm. that's a little tougher for people to swallow. It feels a lot more, like, ooh, whereas... Yeah. The Bachelor's, like... Yeah, it's not normal date. dating. Like, yeah. people have to differentiate. Are we closed off? Like, are we still open to getting right. to know anyone else are we exclusive right which is like a little bit more than that right. where it's like that is considered cheating if yeah. you're talking to someone else and then it's like boyfriend girlfriend right it's like a whole which, thing so i, I yeah. think the bachelor will probably be around for a while longer but i think they really need people to stay married for people to like keep going on the show yeah. because they've had their whole like influencer craze where it's like i just got on the show to get famous and i think that's the big thing with reality tv shows yeah. nowadays as you make so much that's money the biggest problem just though. from being on tv for an episode yeah i feel like all of these kind of need to have like some sort of twist in order to keep it like yeah like last season i would absolutely say that love island has run its course like everyone knows the formula Mm -hmm. everyone knows what to do to get successful in it but this season i don't know who the fuck got fired but the producers have been doing such a good job they've been bringing in a lot of twists and uh i think that's what's is gonna make it go further mm-hmm. is if there if there's unpredictability for viewership and for the contestants like that keeps things interesting um which i guess the last thing that i want to touch on is yes like the ultimatum just uh they just did a queer season and a lot of people have been discussing for a while like we need more queer dating shows. And then people are like, oh, that's, I know Love Island was like, that's logistically difficult because it's like based on like all, like if everyone can couple up, like usually on like on Love Island, it's like guys pick this week or girls pick this week. It's mm-hmm. like, if everyone is into everyone, like how do you sort that out? Right. So that would require like a different format. But um, people are always like, oh, gay bachelor wouldn't work because what if the contestants fall in love? And here's the thing. I think that's exactly why it would be great television because what is dramatic for people is when contestants are fighting and there's like secrets and like forbiddenness and what more exciting than all the contestants falling in love with each other. And like, what if no one likes the the gay bachelor bachelorette? Like what, what if they all like each other more? Like that's just so much yeah. more exciting. Well, there has been drama in the past with contestants falling in love with producers. Like they'll like get in love oh, with the crew, but there was a couple, I don't remember which international spinoff, of the bachelor it was it might have been like canada or like germany or something mm-hmm. like that it was some like i don't know but two of the bachelor contestants did end up falling in love they were like best friends afterwards and then they got married uh-huh. so it does happen but wait um perfect match actually had some bisexual women on it and they coupled up and everybody was like francesca yeah like whoa oh. the ratio's off and so it yeah. was kind of silly but they and evened out like they figured it out so. yeah like, I feel like with Love Island, they could do, like, Team A and Team B, and it changes every week. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, this week, Team A is going to pick their couple, and then they, like, mix up who's on the teams. Right. Or you just um, do, like, who's already in the house versus, yeah, so it's, like, a whole, but you just assign people, yeah, they get the bed this yeah. week. Yeah. Like, there's other binaries we can yeah. <laughs> create that are not the gender uh, inherent. Or yeah. Se- yeah. Anything else on... Um, would you ever be on a reality TV? No. Okay. No, because my parents would watch it. Yeah, I don't want people to know. I think it would be funny just for the adventure, but I think I'd still want to be able to, like, go back to my normal life at the end of it, and you just can't get that anymore. Yeah. 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 Okay. Eras? It was. Um, yo, we um, lost some bad, bad songs this week. I have, like, a whole other folder in my notes app because Eras has become, like, such a game for me because, like... I have, I'm tra- keeping track of the surprise songs, but I'm also playing Fantasy Swiftball, so I have to, like, know which ones have been picked. Are we going to do this for the next picked. year through the international dates? Yeah. It's going to be hard because so most sorry, people are everyone. based. Because, <laughs> like, oh, oh, are we? Yeah. I mean, well, uh, if, do you want to? We can talk about it later. We'll put up a box. Yeah. They'll have a big break from September to October. Um, That's one month. Knows, maybe th- no, 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 from September to November. Oh, okay. You I meant the months of September. I see, I see. Maybe, we'll, maybe this podcast will get big in the Swifty community and they'll need us to do it. Okay. I don't know. We'll see. But um, last weekend, 
or this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, we're recording on a Tuesday this time. Um, she went to Minneapolis. Whoa, Minneapolis. Minneapolis. Um, I hate cities that are like Apolis. I'm like, stop it. <laughs> Why? Because it's hard to say, and you can just say city, like Kansas City. <laughs> Mini um, city? Yeah, Min- Minnesota City. <laughs> okay, continue. Min- 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 yeah, anyway, so night one. She played Paper Rings on guitar, and if this was a movie on piano, that sparked a big problem with the Fantasy Swift Ballers because we don't know what album that's part of. Um, oh, that is tough. Yeah. Um, and then night two, she played Dear John on guitar and Daylight on piano, which... That's like a whole lot to unpack, but, and I don't, I'm not one who likes to analyze, like people are always like, oh my God, she must be so sad. She played blah, blah, blah. The vast majority of her discography is sad, but I think that my one thought that I would like to share is that it's really lovely to see her play Dear John again, because during rep tour, she asked someone for a request and they said, Dear John, and she said it was too painful for her to sing. Yeah. And she voluntarily sang it this time with no one asking her to. She's so growing. That's cool. I yeah, that. I don't know. It is weird to have her go back to like two, two show weekends. Yeah, I agree. And she just added another LA show, which was a whole other it's thing. Be drama. Um, what do you think she's gonna do on her day off? I hope she goes to the Barbie Dream House in Malibu. Oh, that's good. People have been saying um, Disneyland. Yeah. No. Oh, God, that would be an awful place for her. I'm sorry. She goes to Universal. There's a little Harry Potter world. She can come and hang out with me. Yeah, you should let her know. Yeah. Um, my pop culture moment is that Titanic is getting added to Netflix on Saturday. Yeah. July 1st. Because of the submersible. Yeah, which we didn't have time to talk about because it happened so fast. Yeah, well, also our recording schedule neglects Monday through Thursday, and that's literally when everything was happening, so. Yeah, and, like, we've done pop culture specials before, but this wasn't really pop culture, so. It was the best four days of my life though everything like oh twitter God, was yeah. back to normal like i feel like i haven't yeah. seen twitter like that funny in so since long. the queen died yeah since the yeah. queen died like it's been a really long time since and like tiktok was We've on been it united. like it was really good i was listening to spotify playlists that were like the submersible yeah um it was it was a really good my heart will go on is charting yes it was amazing um sorry to those people who died that's a bummer um, however, the guys, more, I'm three degrees of separation from two of them. The more I hear about the submersible itself, the less I pity them because that thing was a piece of shit. Like it was disrespectful. Okay, yeah. I feel very bad for the son because he knew all those things and didn't want to go. I know. And okay, here's the thing. My one thing I'll say is that people keep like when people see that he said he didn't want to go, people are like, he should have listened to his gut, like blah, blah, blah. And here's the thing. Unless you have Asian immigrant parents, uh, you cannot speak on that. I'm no, I'm so serious because here, no, because no, I believe we do I believe so it's much. Just funny. No, I know we do so much for just an ounce of approval, and like also it was I, literally Father's Day. It was Father's Day, and like I, especially like brown parents, like I, the person that I is the middle degree of separation. Like I know how their relationship with their father is and i like immediately thought of that and was like yeah like that makes sense that that's something that this person right would do and, like, and that's awful that you're gonna die like you might have a bad feeling eh, about something you kind of did like, nobody okay you can't predict your own death like um but it, it is sucky the way that it all went down and the the drama that happened because of it too because the other thing is like they imploded like they were probably dead sunday and yet all of us were talking about them for five days okay so why did the navy the navy heard it and so why didn't they say anything well, beat navy um but i my theory is like it's giving apple watch on the dance floor you know like oh <laughs> uh, like were I you like say- no and like that's the sign but you still have to let them finish and like officially proclaim it but I, the official proclamation could have been, we heard it explode. Right, but they didn't know. They didn't have any evidence of it yet. They just heard an explosion. Okay. So, um, I mean, if anyone would like... Out there, and they had, like, the whole thing. If anyone would like to hear, like, a lighthearted but deep dive explanation... Haha, deep dive. Um, I highly recommend the podcast Under Our Roof, um, hosted by... Grace and Elizabeth Baldridge. Um, Lizzie's hyperfixation on the Titanic is even more intense than mine, and she did a lot of great research on this, um, explaining both the Titanic and the submersible, like all like 
questions that I didn't even know I had. Yeah. Um, their most recent episode is on this. So yeah. Um, um, and the New York Times Daily is kind of shit, but they have their underwater sea expert talk, talk about, about the submersible itself, less about like yeah. the voyage and like the people involved. Yeah. But like, if you want to know like why it imploded, but why it was a shit vessel, right? Like you should listen to that as well. Um, stuffed animals. Um, my parents come in town this weekend for the 4th of July. And so Oliver is very excited to see his oh. grandparents. Um, so OG Eeyore, his front limbs, um, which did you read the screenshot I sent you? Cause I hope you saw that part. I and did, was but I like didn't know what you were saying to me. Yeah. So Eeyore's front limbs are, well, all his limbs like used to have like beans supporting it. Beans? Um, and his beans like a beanie baby oh uh, uh. i mean there's stuffing but there are also beans <laughs> like you could feel the beans yeah okay i got it um and his back limbs are fine mm-hmm. but his front limbs have slowly been deteriorating over the years and i feel That's and because so i when i go to sleep i like we hug so his limbs are around my torso and i feel like that is making his limbs weaker Mm. so i think i just have to like keep his front limbs like together and natural yeah just let him be um i have noticed oliver's horns if i don't like prop him up right like they've started like flopping oh my god they're like whiskers yeah basically but he's going also guys alicia and i have matching nails right now (laughs) we do have matching nails Ah! Um, maybe we can put that on our story. Yeah, well, like, um, yeah. What's your emoji? My emoji of the week. Let's see what I have. Uh, the tooth. <laughs> That's good. Thank you. Uh, mine is like the stink eye, like the side eye. Um, yeah. I usually don't like that one because it's like too on the nose. Like too many people use that, but like sometimes. It's, like, fun to use it ironically. Like, if it's mm-hmm. not that serious and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. So. Agreed. That's a good yeah. face. Um, Parting words? I'm going to Costco. Oh, huge. Big moment in your life. Yeah. Big purchases yeah. in your life. No, I need gas and I'm going to eat dinner there. So. Okay. Oh, I was going to ask if you're going to get the hot dog, but that's an insensitive question. No. I love the dollar <laughs> hot dog. <laughs> Um, do you know what the difference between the normal hot dog and the Polish one was? Because people keep saying they're sad that the Polish one is gone, but nobody actually knows what the difference is. Isn't it, like, the bigger one? I don't know. I'm pretty sure it was, like, a, more like a bratwurst. Hmm. So, people have been wanting a bigger wiener. (laughs) Yeah, uh, listener, you can't see, but I've been making, like, (laughs) like, um... Like a half cusp motion with my hand <laughs> to like differentiate between the two hot dog girths. Also, should I stop the recording? Should we wrap this up? Because oh yeah, yeah, you can. Hour. Um, do you have any parting words? I'm going to Costco. That was the parting. Oh, okay. Word.